Have you all ever been maybe blessed is the word we can let's go with blessed blessed enough to sit in some sort of a VIP section you know maybe that little special section at some party you're at and certain people are allowed to go in that section because you've spent more money or you gave more money to this particular cause or something like that or better yet, let me, maybe there's another example that's a little bit more familiar. Uh, maybe you've had table service at some nightclub or bar before and spent some ridiculous amount of money for one bottle of whatever and you know, you get to sit there and face the group and all this kind of stuff in that special VIP section. Uh, or maybe, you know, you've been at a particular event and, and because of what you've given, like I've said, you were able to be secluded in this other little special section that had elevated food and cocktails and things like that in that particular section. What I want to talk about today are these VIP sections, these VIP opportunities that some of us attempt to get by creating a better name and brand for ourselves. We live in a society where these VIP sections kind of fuel how we spend our money and what we do and you know how we want to go after being insta famous on Instagram and on YouTube and making a name and a brand for ourselves and raising ourselves up. These, these VIP kind of sections and experiences are a way that some of us have decided that we will create more value for ourselves in the eye of others. That we go after trying to make a name and a reputation for ourselves so we can say, child, well, last night I was in the VIP section. <laughs> and then you go on name dropping about who was in the VIP section and what y'all was doing and what y'all were up to. And, and there's this, this need in our society apparently to always want to create this name, this brand recognition to be known for something, to be that Facebook famous, that Instagram famous, the clicks on YouTube. We want all of those things. The word comes to us today to say, have we made those things an idol? Is it, is it more important that you are known on Facebook? Is it more important that you have that particular brand on Instagram? Is it more important that you generate all the money and all the prestige and the fame you can? Are you doing it out of your own will and out of your own might? Or are we allowing God to elevate us to the things that we desire? Consider a story in Genesis. Genesis 11. I don't know if some of you all remember this story, but there was a story about the people at Babel. They wanted to build a tower high to the heavens, and they said, we will make a great name for ourselves. 
their intent was to build this great ladder, this great edifice that would go so high that they could make a great name for themselves. Not let's do something because God requires it of us. Not let's do something because it will advance society and bring glory to God. No, their motive, their goal was to make a name for themselves. And the Bible says, God said, I will have none of that. And knocked it all down and said, I'm going to confuse all of their languages. You know, some people say, this is why we have so many countries and languages and all this stuff now. But that's what God did. Just knocked it down and confused all of their languages. But then get this. That was in chapter 11. When you go to chapter 12, God appears to Abraham and says to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. God says to Abraham, I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Not you go and make your name great. God says, I will make your name great. Not you go and find the right connections and get connected with the right people and associations and organizations and make your name great. But God says, I will provide the connections and the way for you. I will make your name great. Rabbi Shehel says, a name is something to be granted by God, not pursued in quest of self-glorification. How will we turn to God to make of us something great. In Luke, let me set this stage for you. There's a dinner going on. And it's at some wealthy person's house. And they're at this house. Jesus is there. And he's watching everyone scramble to try to sit close to the host. Because in this culture and in this particular society, honor is granted more to the person that's sitting closer to the rich, wealthy person that is hosting the particular dinner. And so they've received this invitation, so folks are running to the dinner table trying to get as close as they can to the head of the table because they want to be seen and they want to sit in the place of honor. They want to be in the VIP section. They want to force their way in so that when people see them, they'll be kind of, you know, making a name for themselves. You know, I saw you sitting close to the reverend, so you must be holier than I am. You know, I, I saw you sitting next to Whitney Houston at that event, so you must be somebody important too. Oh, you know, I saw that uh, Susan Sarandon retweeted your video on YouTube, so you must be somebody important. Oh, you you know, oh, I saw that Dave Chappelle invited you to his whatsoever. Oh, you must be someone important. Making a name for yourself. So they run to go and get these seats near the head of the table. <laughs> and Jesus says, now look, here's part of the problem. <laughs> you really ain't nobody. 
And so because you're running to get the seat close to the head of the table, there's a high likely chance the host is going to say, why are you sitting here? <laughs> and will ask you to move and bring somebody else in place. So what Jesus is saying is, don't think too highly of yourself. Go find the lowest seat and let the host invite you up and embarrass somebody else instead of you trying to jockey for position and title and prestige. Why don't you have a seat and let somebody else get sit there and then them get moved instead of you trying to go out and get it. In other words, stop trying to do it all in your power. You will get yourself messed up and embarrassed. You will find yourself in a position where you will be lower than you were when you walked in. So now not only are you not sitting next to the host, you down there by the janitor's closet. So, so work on allowing me to make a name for you instead of you trying to do everything out of your own power. Work on turning to me for the connections and the conditions and the situations you need to be in instead of trying to do it in your own power. He says, all who lift themselves up will be brought low, and those who make themselves low will be lifted up. God will do the naming. It is important to understand that all that we have and all of the opportunities that we are provided, it is not to avoid them. It is not to avoid power. Power is good in the right hands. It's not to avoid prestige. Prestige is good in the right hands. <laughs> it's not to avoid, now this one is hard, this one is a hard one for us. It's not to avoid money. Money is good in the right hands. You know, you say, well, the scripture says money is the root of all you. If that is your idol <laughs> and that's all you are seeking, then yes, for you, it is the root <laughs> of all evil. So it's not about saying power and prestige and fame and money and all of these things are bad and sinful. Let's wash them out. What I'm saying is, is it an idol? Have you put God first? Have you said, God, I want you to make a name for myself instead of me trying to get out there and make a name for myself? Is God going to do the naming or are you going to try to control the naming and control the narrative and to control the situation yourself? I can tell you there's a lot that I can't wait for us to do as a church. And some days I say, God, thank you that we don't have the resources for that yet. Why not, Pastor? Why not? Because we ain't ready. Everybody wants to be live at five and, 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 and out there and, and, and doing the thing and to get the praise and the glory and for everyone to see how great they are, how great something they're connected to is, seldom do we say, I ain't ready. 
<laughs> you might say, what you mean you ain't ready? You're a good preacher. You ought to be ready. You're better than some of the preachers I've seen. I still ain't ready. I know, I ain't, I know I'm not where I'm going to. <laughs> I know that better gets better than this. <laughs> I know that there's still things that need to be organized and put together in this church. We ain't ready yet. That is a lesson that most of us can learn. Some of us are not ready for prime time. <laughs> Some of us are just in the morning slot. We're not even in the afternoon slot yet. We're in the morning slot. But that's okay. It's all right to be in the morning slot. Recognize where you are. Recognize who you need. And let God make the connections and let God lead and guide you the way you need to be. Don't fool around and get to the VIP section and be a phony. Don't fool around and get to the VIP section and make a fool out of yourself. Don't fool around and get on prime time and be ratchet and raggedy. Ain't nobody got time for that. Let God name you and create you and stop trying to do it out of your own power. There's a lot of places I could have been, and there was a job I really wanted. This is long before y'all, long, long before St. Peter, long before cathedral. There's a job I really wanted. <laughs> and at first, I was going about it the right way. You probably won't hear me tell this story again until the book. At first, I was going about it the right way. And some of y'all know who this person is. So Marcus and I are leaving out of this church that we had just fallen in love with. We were like, we're going to be at this church for the rest of our lives. Hopefully you can get a call to this church. And see, this church pays really well, even for their associate pastor. So I was, you know, I was like, well, this would be good. I can do some justice work. I can get paid. I can pay off these student loans. I can afford my rent and my food on it. This is good. This is the kind of job I want coming out of seminary before I'd even started seminary. So that's in the back of my mind. But then I'm like, you know what, God, I'm going to let you orchestrate all of this. So I said to Marcus, how will we get connected with the senior pastor? Because this church had 2,000 members in it. So how will we get connected with the senior pastor, right? Because there's no time to try to work your way through and connect with everybody. I said, I need, we need this connection to happen right away because of time's sake, because you got to build a relationship and go after the, all this stuff. Got to do it. So right as I asked the question, Marcus and I are standing outside of the church trying to figure out where we're going for brunch to strategize. And a good friend of the pastor, older woman, touched us, touched me on the shoulder and said, hey, how y'all doing? He said, we're great, we're good. And she said, what are y'all doing for brunch? I said, well, we don't know yet. We're going to go to this restaurant, maybe and check it out. So we go over to the restaurant, we sit down, and we're eating, and she's telling us about the church. And she says, well, you know, my niece is the executive assistant to the pastor. I had just said out of my mouth, 
how are we going to do this? God will have to make this happen. And she touched me on the shoulder and said, yeah, my niece is the executive assistant. Not even a week later, I'm sitting there talking with the pastor, talking about a dream and where we want to go and what we want to do and all of this stuff. But something happened after that. See, sometimes we don't own our part. Some other folks acted real crazy too. But sometimes we don't own our part. My part in this is, okay, God, you got me to meeting. I'll take it from here. take it from here. <laughs> I know what to say in all the next meetings. I know what to say to people. I'll do all the other politicking and the power plays that I need to do. I will take it from here. You see I'm here at St. Peter. <laughs> and I only got to St. Peter because I had learned a lesson. I said to God, and y'all have heard this story, before the previous pastor of Cathedral of Hope called me and said, I have a job for you. I said to God the night before, I said, you know what? I'm tired. I have tried to meet all the right people. I have tried to connect with all the right places. I've tried to find all the right things that I need to do. I've, tried, I've done everything I felt was right after the last fiasco. So, if you want me, you better drop it in my lap and make it plain. Lynette Ross called me the next day and said, I got a job for you at Cathedral of Hope Houston. <laughs> and the rest is history. I, want, I wanted to be a senior pastor, and I thought I was going to have more time being an associate, but not even six months after I had been ordained and called to be the education minister, she walks in and says to me, I'm retiring. And I say, okay, I'll stay here and hang out until y'all call another minister. And she said, you don't understand. We're putting you up to be the senior minister. And the first thought is, well, y'all can't afford me. <laughs> But then I realized, God said, this is what you asked for. I have given it to you. Is money going to be more important than the vision that I've placed in your heart? Is, is, is power going to be more important than the vision I have placed in your heart? <laughs> You wanted a stable church. You wanted a church that had people that loved God. You wanted a church where you could create and do things different and energize ministry and show the United Church of Christ how church can be done differently from what the rest of them are doing. You wanted that? You got it. Now, are you going to let me from here make a name for you? Are you going to let me from here make a name for St. Peter? <laughs> Are you going to let me from here guide your thoughts and guide your connections and guide all the things that need to happen? And now I've gotten to the place now, Marcus has asked me, he said, how many more organizations are you going to resign from? I said, I'm going to resign from every board, organization, everything that I got into thinking that it was going to make a name for me, I'm getting out of it. <laughs> I'm getting out of it because what I have time for 
is St. Peter United. What I have time for is to work on getting us to prime time. What I have time for is to make sure that you are spiritually provided for. That is what I have time for. I don't have time for anything else. To try to raise me up. Right now, today, a lot of us are doing a whole lot of things trying to control the narrative, trying to control the connections, trying to control what's going to happen next, trying to get other cards in your hand. Play the cards you've been dealt. <laughs> Play the cards that you have been dealt. <laughs> Go from where you are. Not to try to get to some other place, but to work from where you are. I don't tell you this because this is some kind of spooky, spiritual thing that you can't accomplish. I tell you this because I've told you two stories. I could tell you many more of every time I've tried to control the situation, it has never turned out the way I wanted it to. But when I let God have control, I find myself in other VIP sections. I find myself getting some other invitations to do some incredible, amazing things that I wouldn't have had opportunities to do. When I let God have control, I find myself in courthouses with people adopting kids who have been struggling. And that's beautiful. It couldn't have been any other way. You know, Part of the struggle is if you start humble, some folks are not going to stick around because they're around for the show. They're around for the big time. They don't want to be with you through the financial struggles. They don't want to be with you as you try to figure it out. They don't, they, they don't want to be with you when you only have 30 members. They only want to be with you when the church is full and packed and they can hide. <laughs> they don't want to be with you when you're trying to get your singing career off the ground. They want to be there with you when you can finally tweet out their YouTube and get them some fame. Let God make us. Let God give us a name. Not just to have a name for name and popularity's sake. Not just to have money and prestige for all of the sake of those things. Here's the good part. It gives God the glory. God gets to say, I worked 
with this person and brought them to where they are. God gets the glory for all of the amazing things that we will do. Let God make a name for us. Let God carry us to new and amazing places we've never thought we could go before. And all of the people of God said, Amen. Amen.